Hey. This is Azra. I just wanted to drop in before the episode to apologize for the fact that we did not get one up a couple weeks ago. Right, It would have been right at the end of December there. We meant to get one up before the new year, but things just got a little hectic with the holidays and whatnot. So once again, apologies. Thank you guys for your understanding. We're going to try and be back on schedule as usual for the new year. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you had a happy and safe holiday and new year and everything like that. So thanks again. We love you. Bye. Hello and welcome to the Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we're here to bring you all things Archie. Your favorite redheaded boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, now, Megan, Ezra, how's it? Oh, oh God. I am... <laughs> wait, I'm... Like, I was listening to some this morning. Yeah. Uh, We've like, talked about fucking... this on the podcast, right? You're listening to the audiobook of Stephen King's It, my There's one of my favorite books. 25 hours remaining. Which so you're like a third I've of the way in, right? Listen to 20 hours. Jesus. It's I mean, that sounds about... It's a 45-hour audiobook. That sounds about right, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's very long. How you um, liking it? Super pleasant. I, like, I do like it. I yeah. think he he goes in detail like so much. Obviously, you're taking a 45 hour audiobook. Yeah. Um, to condense it even into two movies, is cutting just loads and loads out. Which so like much. all the history it, stuff is yeah. Yeah, but I what I do miss is like the characterization of the kids hap- oh, is like yeah. a bit. A lot more oh, yeah. in the book. Derry like, feels like a very real town in the book, too. Mm-hmm. It's incredible how he characterizes Derry. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a bunch of random kids at the beginning, like, in the movies, you know? Because mm-hmm. I've seen the original miniseries with Tim Curry and also the new series that they made in yes. the past, what, five, to... ten years? Something like that. With the, oh, Skarsgård. Bill? Yes, Bill. Is it Bill? It's okay. Bill. And I like them all fine, but you don't really get what, I don't know, the kid dynamics are. Except for, like, two of them, really. It's like... I don't even know if you get that, because, like... No. The way... No, you're right, actually. Bill is, like, because Bill's the character, too, right? Yes, Bill Um, Denver. Not the Scars guy this time. (laughs) Yeah, Big Bill. Mm Mm-hmm, Big Bill. He... You don't really get how he's, like sort of an icon to all the other kids like he's their leader and hero really good point actually yeah so like in the movie i'm like why is the girl like into him i don't understand this they never had chemistry before and it's like everybody was into him <laughs> it's just a thing right because a lot of the like i don't know a lot of the text around those characters is a lot of inner monologue and yeah. backstory and like family history uh they're like yeah you just don't get a lot of the uh characterization that's a good point because mm-hmm. i only have seen those remake the current the new series yeah. i've only seen once and i never fully finished the mini series <laughs> well, it's like Curry. 20 hours no well yeah it's like six hours but also i did not realize dick halloran was in it that was a cool dick revelation halloran. from the shining <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't think I fully realized that was who that was. They were talking about him, and I was like, wait a minute, Dick Halloran. See, I haven't read The Shining Shining? since college is the problem. (laughs) That's my favorite Stephen King. Yeah, it's an amazing book as well. I, like, Googled it, and I was like, 
is like, Dick Halloran, character in The Shining, also has an appearance in It as a young man. And I was like, what? Yeah, we were at um, our parents' house for Thanksgiving a few weeks ago, and Megan brought up It, and I revealed that the previous day I had spent about 30 minutes just Googling the Stephen King book Tommyknockers mm-hmm. because I oh, found yeah. out there's a Pennywise connection in that. Yeah. They, like, go back to Derry, and there's a... This is the weirdest shit. They go back to Derry in Tommyknockers, and there's a statue of the losers um or it's like a statue of all the kids that went missing in the mm-hmm. storm quote unquote dedi- donated by the losers but then someone graffitied the statue and it says pennywise lives and then oh i'm like God. i feel like stephen king wrote that and then like 20 years later he's probably like i don't know why i fucking wrote that i was yeah like i wish i hadn't you he's know just like he he reuses a lot which like when you've written a trillion books you would have to. And as a writer, um, I totally get wanting to tie all your universes together. There's something yeah. that's so much fun about it. Uh, it's just like he's... how Archie's canonically a part <laughs> of the, what, Stephen King universe? Because I'm sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure they mentioned Bill Gray at one point, which is another name for Pennywise. Oh my god. I was going to say, I read Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Nightmares and... Stru- Oh my god. Nightmares and Dreamscapes recently, mm-hmm. which is one of his short story compilations. And I'll be honest, I do like his short fiction a lot better than yes. his long stuff. But it hits two harder. short stories were based around a, a town called Jerusalem's Lot, which oh. was abbreviated in both instances to Salem's Lot, oh. which is also one of his earlier books. Yeah. And I'm like, are these supposed to all be the same place? That's very interesting. Which I huh. don't remember Salem's Lot very well. That was like my first Stephen King book I read. I think I've got that one ago. from you. I'll read that at some time. But yeah. You don't. I'm staring at it on my shelf oh, right now. Oh, no. I've got Pet Cemetery. That's what it is. Night Shift. I was reading Night Shift, not Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Yes. Night Shift is a good collection. They're both good, but well, I don't know that that one has Jerusalem's Lot in it. That was a fun little diversion talking about... This is our Stephen King corner. Yeah. We should do a bonus episode where we just kind of talk oh, about Stephen talk King. Talk about f- when I fucking finish it finally. Yes. Oh my fuck. I yeah. We're gonna do an it cast once you <laughs> so once you two finish months it. from now. I'll read it in the two months <laughs> that you take yeah. to finish it, or I'm like okay. halfway through it from my last reading, so I'll just pick it up. <laughs> right now, plan. my cat is laying on my bed on his back, licking his side, and it's a really beautiful Aww. sight. Um, so yeah, this is our Archie fan cast. Is it a fan now, cast? I would like to see the Archie comic where they all go to stay at the Overlook. Can we write that? Ooh, that would be very good. I yeah, there's got to be like. Uh, speaking of, <clears throat> why haven't they done like a Carrie, like a very light <laughs> Carrie parody? But it's like high schoolers. Why and hasn't shit. Archie dumped pig's blood on anyone? I don't understand. I mean, you're saying that as if we didn't read Archie vs. Predator on okay, this okay. podcast. <laughs> That's true. You know? Yeah. Blossom's triple six, they like fuck or whatever. It's, yeah. There we go. That's true. Carrie oh, man. X I forgot Archie. about that one. Yeah, we should we should do some more of those Archie horrors. Maybe, maybe yeah, someday we'll do Afterlife with Archie. That one. The is, one that started it all. And, and is incredibly brutal. Okay. And unfinished. Sadly. Speaking of unfinished things i have another edition of the irregulars which are clearly characters that were started and never finished (laughs) i don't know what you mean by that ezra well uh 
for those of you who don't know, before before I elaborate on that, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Irregulars is my new favorite bit where I comb the Wikipedia page of list of Archie Comics characters and find some of the weirdest and wackiest characters and make a little quiz out of it for Megan where mm-hmm. they have to answer my always crush it. clever questions. I think they've got, you've got what, like three or four? Two, three. Maybe. Uh, to be fair, these questions are inscrutable and there's no reason you should know them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I would be a little worried if you did know all of them. And just be trolling the Wikipedia page like the day before we record. Which would be very much cheating. Yes. Okay, so our first question. When exchange student Birdie arrives in school, his accent causes all sorts of hilarious misunderstandings. What kind of accent did Birdie have? And oh now God. I will tell you, it is spelled B-E-R-D-I-E. All right. Uh, did he have A, a Canadian accent, B, a Cockney accent, C, a French accent, or D, a Russian accent? Um, my heart wants it to be Cockney, so I'm going to say that. Hey, you got it! Yeah, First one, that is an auspicious start. Yes. No, Birdie was a Cockney student who arrived, and it literally was like his only function was to cause misunderstandings with his accent. Um, I feel like, not that Archie cares about being PC, especially at the time when we're pulling most of these from, but... Everybody just makes fun of Cockney accents all the time, and they don't give a shit. Like, you wouldn't just make some make fun of somebody's Spanish accent. But no, like, that's true. Cockney, you're like, look at this crazy talking guy over here. This Can't is something even I say words right. <laughs> this is something I think about a lot because, like, why is it way more acceptable to do like a silly accent of like a white nationality? I think it's just, like, uh, most of the time there's, like, a lack of colonialism going mm-hmm. on. Like, yeah. British people were, like, colonizers, so there's, like, less of a problem of, like, making fun of them using their accent. But, like, it does yeah. feel weird, you know? I'm like, I don't know. The Let's just not make fun of anyone's like accent. This. Yeah. There's, like, a Nancy Drew puzzle based on Cockney accents, <laughs> so, like... <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. I'm trying to find, uh... The, the best joke of Birdie's... Here it was. Uh, uh, the biggest example that Wikipedia gave is that once Miss Grundy thought he was transferring to a private high school, when in reality he was going to a private eye school. So I guess he's a detective or something. Now, this has come up before. I remember that detail. The private eye school? Have we done this yeah. one? Oh, maybe I've done this character already. I feel like we've, we've talked, talked about it about in about some him. context. We've probably just... I know we've just trolled this page, so it's probably yeah. just found that. Weird. Okay, this one's going to get weird. Um, <laughs> holy controversy, Batman. <laughs> what was the name of the one-time college boyfriend of our very own Betty Cooper? Betty, no! Was, was it Rutger Hauer, oh, Howard Stern, Dexter Howard, or Howie Mandel? What? <laughs> Say that again. What was the name of the one-time college boyfriend of our very own Betty Cooper? <laughs> was it A, Rutger Hauer, B, Howard Stern, C, Dexter Howard, 
or D, Howie Mandel? I'm going to say Howard Stern. <laughs> no, unfortunately, Howard Stern is the raunchy radio show host with the curly hair. Damn it. It was Dexter Howard. Now, for uh, bonus points, what was the thing that was the actual controversy and not oh the fact that Dexter was a college freshman dating a high schooler? Oh, no. Um, this is an obvious one, and I made it obvious because it's just I just needed to talk about it. Is it A, the fact that he was black? D, oh, no. B, the fact that he had three eyes, C, <laughs> the fact he was a member of the Church of Scientology, or D, <laughs> the fact that he was vegetarian. Oh, God, it's because he was black. It was. He was originally a black character, and then they changed it and then wrote him out of the series. Yep. I love that they were like, well, she can date him. She can date an adult, but not a black guy. It's like, Jesus I, it's Christ, also editors. It's probably for the best they wrote him out of the series. Oh, 100%. Uh, glad that one did happen. Me too. The way it did, because yikes, yikes, yikes. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, that should, yeah. Very, uh, very glad that one died quickly. I can just imagine all the storylines about, like, Oh, God, no. I don't even want to say no. them. I mean, it's just like an episode of fucking like Euphoria or something at that mm -hmm. point. And that, I wa stopped watching that show because it stressed me the fuck out. Yeah. Okay. The appropriately named duo, the Hip Hoppers, oh, are a breakdancing duo of inner city youths that would often arrive to give Archie inner city wisdom in his hour of need. Oh, fuck. Despite both having the same last name, they are not related. What are their first names? So their last name is Hopper. Are they? Are their names? <laughs> are there? What are their first names? A. Dexter and Howard. <laughs> B. Sonny and Clyde. Oh, C. God. Jimmy and Timmy. Or D. Claude and Raoul. Is it Claude and Raoul? <laughs> Inexplicably, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's nothing. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and Ro anyway. Yeah. Um, well, if they were Jimmy and Timmy, they would have to be twins. So <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Okay. You can't have rhyming names and be friends without also being twin no, siblings. It's true. It's the law. Mm -hmm. When Betty and Veronica, In it's the law. It's the law. When Betty and Veronica first become camp counselors to Tessie McGuire, she's a nightmare to deal with. With patience and care, what however, she became a pure delight and looked up to our dynamic duo. But before she did, what was her nickname? Now again, her name is Tessie McGuire, and what was her nickname when she was a nightmare to deal with? Was it A, the great and horrible Tessie? <laughs> That's so extra. B, Tessie the Destroyer. What the fuck? C, Terrible Tessie. Or D, Tessie be Cruel. It's gotta be Terrible Tessie, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> if they're calling her fucking Tessie be Cruel over here. <laughs> like Johnny be Good. <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping, I would really love it if it was the great and horrible Tessie. <laughs> Sounds like a Bob's Burgers character. <laughs> Just be like, oh yeah, the great and horrible Tessie over there. <laughs> what a bitch. And all She's the camp ten. counselors call her that? How great would that be? <laughs> yeah. Just roasting this little girl. Yeah, her parents are splitting up. I don't know what her fucking deal is. <laughs> She's clearly got a lot of problems, man. Fuck that kid. Yeah, they sent her brother off to military school. I don't know. 
Tessie, her other brother died. (laughs) (laughs) No one fucking Archie comics. Yeah, she'd be. That would be her tragic backstory or something. I was just reading one today uh, that I really wanted to do, but it was this little boy like is known for finding things in town. Like Betty lost her favorite comb, and then he runs up and he's like, "I found it." Mm -hmm. And then Archie's like, "Oh, I can't find my keys." And he runs up and he's like, "I found your keys." And then Archie spies on this little boy, and the little boy steals things and then gives them back. And he's like, "No one paid attention to me." And then Archie's like, "So when you..." Gave things back. They did. And I'm like, what is this moral you're trying to teach us, Archie Comics? <laughs> Pay attention to ki- uh, Yeah. It was Little so crime boys. <laughs> yeah, little crime orphans. I uh, guess it's good that he, like, I don't know, was nice about it and wasn't like, yeah. you fucking little thief, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm calling the a, cops. It was a very sweet moral that it was like, people don't do things for no reason, which I liked mm-hmm. a lot. But I was just like, this is a... <laughs> I also liked Archie's spy. He was like <laughs> hiding in the bushes watching the boy who is also hiding in the bushes stealing a <laughs> book from Dilton. Anyway. Oh, All right. Well, that was uh, this week's edition of The Irregulars. I hope you enjoyed I'm that little very, I did bouche. so well. You did. Also. You did really well Fucking this time. Crushed that one. Yeah, I think the only one you got wrong was, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, what Howard Stern? Oh yeah, <laughs> which is fair. Sterling Cooper. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but I I put Howard or Howard in every one of How is in every one of the names in that. I didn't get that it was in every one yeah, of the Rutger names. Yeah, Rutger Howard, Howard Stern, Dexter Howard, Howie Mandel. It's very proud of that. I'm trying to find my document on my phone here and not get distracted by the 8,000 other things I have open because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> uh, okay. Big mood. <laughs> <laughs> I have for us today... The end of 2022. True. Uh, an unnamed game. Oh, it's been five years. Yes. Sorry. It's long been longer than we've been doing the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is going to be a winter theme as we're here closing oh. out the month of December. And Jingle coming in on a new year. Um, so we're just going to go with winter. Hell yes. I mean, winter lasts for like 12 months where we live, yeah, I know. so it's We've fair. got a, a while to go still. Yeah. But, you know, next next episode, we'll have to do all that New Year's baby stuff. Oh, yeah. You all know, those... the weird Archie comics about New Year babies. Where he, like, thinks he kisses Betty, but it was Veronica, because they were both wearing angel costumes. Oh, God. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so for, you know, listeners that aren't familiar, the unnamed game is the game where I present Ezra with three different descriptions of Mm -hmm. Archie comics. Yes. Uh, The challenge to Ezra is to guess which of these three I have created. Mm -hmm. The other two are, of course, real. And then the challenge to the listener is, is the one I made up actually a real comic somewhere out there in the... The multiverse of Archie content. The much harder challenge. <laughs> yeah, far more difficult challenge. Yes. But if you hear me and you're like, wait a minute, that's a real comic. I've read one just like that. Then let us know and you'll get a prize. Yes, perfect. Okay. All right. So, winter-themed unnamed game. We're going to jump right in with Betty in Snow Problem. Wonderful. Uh, 
So we open uh, Betty coming downstairs to the kitchen. Her mom is putting breakfast on the table. It's all very cozy. Mm, love it. Mrs. Cooper Just tells piles Betty. piles of eggs. <laughs> She's like pancakes, oh, a lot of okay. pancakes. Like berries on them, because who's... I guess we just have time to put berries out. <laughs> fucking our Sunday morning breakfast. <laughs> Riverdale and their berries. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Princess Betty over here. What? Where are we? France? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we were, we'd make fun of their accents. Only. Zutalu. So, Mrs. <laughs> This is Cooper, Alice Cooper. I always like to remind us. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> uh, tells Betty it's going to be a snowy day out there. Perfect for curling up with a good book. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that sounds uh, lovely. Mr. Cooper, Hal Cooper disagrees. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, a day like this, Hal you can't waste that inside. You got to go out there and have an adventure. I think I got my old snowshoes around here. What is he, fucking Calvin's dad? <laughs> yeah, I guess Go he's going to bike character. to work. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, so, to work. <laughs> so, uh, Betty's like, yeah, you're right, Dad. We It is a day for adventure. Uh, so, Hal says he'll go find his old snowshoes for her, and she can go use them. Oh, cool. Mrs. Cooper just sort of, like, shakes her head in the background. Luckily, they have um, the most agreeable teenagers in the world. Yeah. Continuing to sort of putter around the kitchen like a mom would. As you do when... coffee and berries and all that. <laughs> all your fancy food. Mm-hmm. So, Hal finds the snowshoes. Betty heads outside to give them a whirl, and they immediately disintegrate. Oh, no! <laughs> they were my great-grandpappies. So she's, like, thrown into a snowdrift. Hal is like, gee. Why? I guess they they're pretty explode old. and launch her into the snowdrift? And she just, like, falls down. Okay. Um, she skids Hal is, out. Yeah. Hal is just like, gee, I guess those are pretty old. Um, so Betty they goes inside. They are made of cane. <laughs> She, like, takes a hot shower, puts on some warm clothes, and she's gonna try again. Just, Alice is well, like, just walking through the snow? Do you want some hot cocoa to to curl up with a book? And Betty's like, no. And then Hal is like, well, how about I go find my old sled? And Betty's like, no, also to you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you she's just gonna it. go for a nice hike. Okay. As soon as she steps outside, though, a car speeds down the street, spraying her with slush. Ah. Fucking asshole. Right, she goes home, changes again, sets out a third time, and her parents sort of like knowingly looking on in the background. <laughs> and she's immediately caught in the middle of a snowball fight between the neighboring kids, little Timmy and Tommy. How often always does that into happen, trouble, honestly? Constantly. Yeah. It's terrible that Betty lives between all these 10-year-olds. It's just constantly just the Coopers and then, like, only 10-year-olds on the block. Yeah. Not even their parents. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like that one town in Fallout that's only kids. Mm-hmm. So, finally, she goes back and changes again. This time, though, she curls up next to the fire with a good book. Just um, should have listened to your fucking mom, Betty. Her mom brings her a cup of cocoa. And she doesn't say a word, but she does wink at the camera. Good. That's Just the only thing moms in. should do in these situations. Yeah. And maybe so, give like a knowing nod. Mm-hmm. 
while Hal is, you know, morosely wandering around the background. (laughs) Nothing to do. Feeling useless. (laughs) Snowshoes are destroyed now. I destroyed a fucking heirloom, man. (laughs) Yeah, my great, great, great grandpa's snowshoes. He snowshoed from Kentucky to Tennessee in those. In the summer. In the summer. That's probably why they're so fucked up. They're not really made for roads. Um, All right. What was the name of that one again? Snow Problem. Snow Problem. I also just need to quickly mention, I was literally scrolling through the list of Archie Archie Comics characters today and saw Alice Cooper. And because I listen to a lot more Alice Cooper than I read these comics, I was like, whoa, Alice Cooper was an arch? And then I was like, ah, right, right. (laughs) Like, hell yeah, Department of Youth, baby. was their cameo? There probably has been at some point, right? Yeah, honestly. I mean, there was a fucking Kiss miniseries, so. (laughs) Which is way weirder. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Uh, Anyway. Alice Cooper was in fucking Wayne's World, man. That's normal. Anyway. Uh, All right. So next up, we have Betty and Veronica in Girls on Tour. Girls on Girls? (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, Archie! <laughs> Fucking Harry so, Lucy drew this one, stop. huh? Sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, we open on Betty and... Or, okay, so it's the girls, random assortment of girls, only Betty and Veronica ever talk in okay. this one. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, are all hanging out at Veronica's house on a snowy day. They're all playing on various phones and laptops. Uh, okay. Uh, Betty and Ginger Lopez are playing Pac-Man together. <laughs> so I was gonna say modern, but it's not. <laughs> Slightly modern. Uh, Mr. Lodge comes in and he's horrified that the girls are all indoors on a beautiful snow day. It snowed it. Christ, dude. He is talking about how glorious the snow is and how they're captives of their electronic devices. Uh huh. <clears throat> Fucking old people, am I right? (laughs) Um, So Veronica's like, we're not little kids anymore. We don't want to, like, have a snowball fight. And he's like, well, there's plenty to do out there. So she says they should all go to the mall. And everyone's like, yeah, sounds great. Mr. Lodge is like, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I I forgot. (laughs) He gets to tell them everything to do. Anyway, sorry. He says, I'll take you on a tour of the grounds myself. What? For some reason, Jesus. the girls just go along with this. <laughs> you um, don't have a choice, I guess. So he takes them to a big sled hill, mm-hmm. and he and Smithers are like, we'll demonstrate how sleds work, I guess. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. And then they go down the hill too fast, though, and crash. Uh-oh. And then dead, they're dead. taking a relaxing hike through the woods. No just way to get hurt cut. doing this says Mr. Lodge, and then he's like, Smithers, get the protein bars out of the bag you're carrying. What? <laughs> so he opens the bag with protein bars in it, and a fucking bear teleports in, and is like, chasing them down. It begins the, the random encounter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it chases them up a tree, and then I guess leaves, and the girls are like, the bear's gone, you can come down now. I like that it just chased the man, though. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the girls didn't have any protein <laughs> yeah, bars. Like, I need that fucking creatine, baby. Yeah. Um, and so then Veronica's like, well, is that it for the tour? 
Mr. Lodge says She's no. She's like, I live here. <laughs> no, right. She's so fucking irritated. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, can I stay in? I Oh god. We probably no. have a horse and carriage. We don't have to walk. <laughs> they probably have a fucking sleigh. Yeah. Um Mr. Lodge says, no, there's one more part of the tour. The Lodge private plane. I'm going to fly all of you to the Lodge private tropical island. Uh And they all jump for joy. That is cool. Seems irresponsible to just take these teen girls. I know, right? (laughs) She's going to fly all these teens to my private (laughs) island with me and my butler. (laughs) And this bear is going to come, too, because why not? So, okay, he's, that was... He's uh, my other butler. <laughs> that oh, was fuck. Girls on Tour. Uh-huh. Great. All right. So, wait. And now- <laughs> Snow Problem and Girls on Tour. I, yeah. Halfway through that last one, I remembered we're doing... <laughs> um, An unnamed game. An unnamed game, and I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta figure out which one of these is fake. Yeah, you were just enjoying the good goof, but no. Like, oh, no. All right, so the last one is uh, Reggie in The Idea Man. (laughs) God. All right. All right. Now this one's really fun. Okay, we open on... Archie and Reggie are discussing. I well, just can't stop thinking of Art- Hiram flying a bunch of teen girls to an island with him. Just, he does that all the fucking time. Does, Why is it only fact, bothering you now? Well, usually it's he's like, like, let's all go on my cruise ship. Usually together. it's not just him, his butler, and a bunch of teen girls. Usually at yeah, least no, like Archie and a Reggie, old captain or whatever. Oh, or that's like true. Archie and Reggie and Jughead are there. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, that makes it better. It makes it a little better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I'm sure anyway. they didn't actually go because as soon as they started calling their parents, their parents were like, "No, no. you have school tomorrow. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about?" Anyway, okay, so this is Archie or Reggie and the Idea Man. Yes. Okay. So we open on Archie and Reggie discussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty and Veronica stand in the background. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the girls want to go ice skating, and Reggie said he would take them ice skating, but now he doesn't want to. <laughs> Uh, Great. I, like, I don't know why. He Great idea. <laughs> he asks Archie if there's something else they could do, and Archie's like, yeah, let's go on a sleigh ride. That sounds nice. don't want to go on a sleigh ride. Oh. They have new skates and new outfits they want to use, oh. and they want to go ice skating, which is why they made plans to go ice skating. What? So why can't... If Reggie's <laughs> like, no, I guess they and just can't And then Archie's go. like, well, we're going on a sleigh ride, so you can take it or leave it. And then the girls are like, well, we're going ice skating, and then they all storm off from each other. Yeah, that <clears throat> fucking what the hell, Archie? And so then both pairs have separate conversations about how they should be more willing to do what the other person wants oh, and how sleigh riding and or ice skating can be fun. So then they meet up again, but now their positions are reversed. So uh, they're okay, still completely cool. inflexible, though. So right. now the girls are like, we're going to go sleigh riding. And the boys are like, no, we're going ice skating. And then they all storm off again. Because they're idiots. Right, right. They're teens. Yeah. So Archie and Reggie are just sort of standing there like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Girls, when Mrs. Am I Andrews right? <laughs> comes out and she's like, Archie, you need to shovel. 
And then she's like, Reggie, your mom called. And she also wants you to shuffle at your house. <laughs> like, I love that Reggie's mom fucking called around to all his friends' houses until she found him and was like, can you tell him to come shovel? I really need this driveway done. She just sent out the bat signal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Archie's like, well, I've got an idea. Why don't we shovel my driveway together, and then we'll go shovel your driveway together. Same amount of work, but we'll both have company doing it. Uh, Reggie's like, yeah, Probably less work, cool. actually. Oh, oh, I see. If it's, yeah. Yeah, they're both doing yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, they're both doing both, yeah. Um, so they shovel Archie's driveway, and he's like, well, I'll go get a thermos of cocoa from my mom and then meet you at your house. You go get started. And Reggie's mm-hmm. like, sounds great. Gonna do it. No, no. questions. Okay. <laughs> and then he's shoveling at his house and he's like, what's taking Archie so long? So he it's goes back to Archie's house. very agreeable Reggie in this comic. He's <laughs> just know, like... It's so weird. Kind of just like, oh, my buddy Archie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I would buy it from Jughead. Right. Um, or Moose. Like, just make it Moose. So he goes to Archie's house, and Mrs. Andrews is like, oh, Archie went skating. So he... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Wow! <laughs> so Reggie goes down to the uh, ice pond, and he finds Archie out on the ice, flirting with Betty and Veronica. Doing a crude pantomime of Reggie. <laughs> so it ends with um, Reggie angrily dragging Archie away while Betty and Veronica just sort of look on in mild confusion. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that is uh, Reggie and the Idea Man. Okay. So we have Snow Problem. Mm-hmm. I always forget the middle one. Girls on Tour. Girls on Tour and the Idea Man. <laughs> yep. Ah. Oh, boy. Fun, wintry the times The last one had so little incident. It has to be real. <laughs> Because you would at least write an interesting story. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, wild, because nothing happened. I love um, that they, like, have their whole argument twice, just with reversed opinions. They're just like, we want to do the thing. And then they're like, mm, we should do their thing. And they're like, we want to do your thing. And they're like, mm, let's just do different things. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. Okay, so... Snow Problem. Mm-hmm. Which one was that again? What was the story of that one? Um, Betty is like, I'm going to have an adventure. And then she gets covered right. in snow a bunch. Right. And then she gives up on it. Okay, so... And she breaks her dad's snowshoes. I th- think Snow Problem is fake. You got it! Hey! It reminded nice me of a different, separate Archie comic I've read where, like, I think it's one of them... Every time they leave the house to go on a date, their outfit gets, like, splashed or, like, dirty. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Yeah. Was like, and I did the three-time attempt. Yes. Yeah. And then It was well done, though. Up. It was a tough one. It was only because I was familiar with the format that I yeah. was able to pick it up. Also, you, you wouldn't send Hiram to an island with a bunch of girls. So. See, she... that didn't bother me as much as it did you, because they're always doing dumb shit like that. I'm like, yeah, it's... okay. I guess. No, I know. It didn't occur to me that, like, normally the boys are there. Yeah, I think it was specifically the fact that it's just, like, all of them and their friends. Also, (laughs) I love that they're on their phones and they're playing Pac-Man. Yeah. It's so good. The the wonderful uh, clash of sensibilities within the Archie Comics writer's room. And I don't think anybody but Veronica actually talks in that. As, oh, love like, that. for the girls, I think, besides them all yelling Yahoo at the end. Right, right. I, I love the constant 
I don't know, from every parent, the push to get their teens outside no matter what in these yeah. fucking comics. Like, it is literally, he's like, it's a snow day, get outside. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's hilarious. Okay. Like, yeah, and you know if it was pre-tech, they, if they were all reading magazines, he would be like, get out of there. Oh, 100%, Reading yeah. magazines on a snow day? Holy shit. Okay, this is completely unrelated, but we'll cover this comic at some point, but- I, you know the ring around the neck from that one oh, fucking yeah. weird at. Mm-hmm. I saw the commercial that really? commercial or that comic was making fun of. Yes, for those of you who clearly have no <laughs> idea what the fuck we're talking about, except for some old people who may know the original ad. There was a weird old Archie comic that referenced a bunch the of idea was jingles that they at the were time really influenced by tv commercials yes yes and incorporating it into their lives without realizing it yes exactly and they sing a song about reggie having ring around the neck or something yeah um, and then i yeah i saw the original ad and i was like holy shit my life is complete what is the ad for it's it's a uh, it's just a kind of laundry detergent just for getting like the ring on the inside of your shirt collar like when you know you know you wear collared shirts a lot i'm for work you get like that kind of you know body ring on the inside of your collar and it's just like the ad was specifically like your girlfriend won't like it when you've got ring around the neck so use this detergent and it'll get the ring off your collar Weird. Like, it, yeah, it just, like, was a fucking Rosetta Stone for me. It, yeah. It changed my world. Speaking of a change... No, it's not that big of a change, but I do have a new <laughs> bit for us because um, I have been noticed... Or I noticed... We, we've talked about it a lot. The tendency for Archie comics to uh, thwart the plans of nef- nefarious... <laughs> Do or yeah, nefarious big Hollywood types, peoples, yeah, gangsters, types, criminals, thieves or robbers, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna start putting these under the umbrella of a new bit. I'm gonna call those meddling kids. Ah, and uh, this can include any gang solving mysteries within the Archie Comics universe. This does not right. have to be. It can, you know, so it can be so when Sabrina that and Harvey boy, go, Sabrina, yeah. Josie, which. Is who we have Josie today. Josie does a lot. Yeah, we have a Josie and the Pussycats. They do a weird amount of mystery solving. I think part of it is the globe trotting because they yeah. have that ability to go. Because I was thinking about that tendency in um a, a lot of '80s stuff, but even starting in the '60s, that very common tendency for like shows to like mm-hmm. do the kind of like globe trotting, like mystery solving kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is Josie and the Pussycats in Work of Art. Uh, oh. We got script by Frank Doyle, pencils by Dan DiCarlo, inks by Rudy LaPick, and letters by Bill Yoshida, the fucking dream team right there. Hell yeah. Um, and also, like, yeah, it's got a... It, it's just, like, such a wild comic. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> so. I think I we, may remember this one. We'll you may, see if okay. I'm correct. Oh, I think I know which one you're... might know which one you're thinking of. Is it the bowl of cherries? No, I, no. I did think of that too, but... <laughs> that is, that's what I thought it was at first. No, okay, so we open with the Pussycats with Alex and Alan. Alex Cabot, Alan M. Walking Alan M. up to a museum um, in a very empty street. 
Alan is like roadying their shit in, and mm-hmm. we learn they're playing a gig at the museum during mm. a lecture series on music, and they're representing like the modern music sound. Interesting. The curator runs out of the building. He's got like <laughs> so excited. He's like arms wide, sprinting. Like he's oh gonna hug God. them all. Jonathan Q. Mildew introduces himself oh, as God. curator. And he welcomes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're early, so he like kind of like escorts them inside, and he's like, "Feel free to wander about the establishment." Um, they see a painting of this weird-looking dude, just kind of like sitting on a table, and they're talking about how weird this guy looks, and <laughs> they're like, "Well, that's not an old master painting." Well, it's certainly a master, but. He's just so realistic, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) my favorite is that Melody just, there's just a panel of her going, sure is a stupid looking character, though. Oh, my God. Wonderful. Uh, And we realize, we learn that it is, in fact, a real man. Uh, He was just hiding behind an empty frame. um, What? And just, like, frozen. So they thought... (laughs) It was a painting of a man. They didn't realize he had three dimensions. I'm sorry. You're telling me that these teens can't tell the difference between a painting, a two D and three D image, standing behind a picture frame. It's a it's a really good painting, Megan. And that this man is that still in his uh. Uh-huh. The best part is, so I'm going to show you this panel where Melody's making fun of him, because I'm pretty sure they put it in so you could see that it's a dude behind it. No, oh my God. Because his shoulders are just, like, visible behind the frame. <laughs> this um, is, these are the dumbest teens. Well, it is Melody. <laughs> She's All the dumb them. one. Like, nobody sees it from the side. No, they're only looking at it from directly front on. <laughs> yeah, um, they, like, walk straight into the room facing it, look at it, and then turn around fully to exit. It's a very narrow hallway that it's at the end of, so you actually can only see it from front yeah. on. Yeah. He is like, damn kids, why aren't they eating lunch like everyone else? What? <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> what? That's what he says. And then he runs over to the wall... And then with just, like, a pocket knife, cuts a painting out of a frame. Oh, my God. That he says is a priceless Van Goof. So, great. Great. Great job. Uh, he runs off, rolling it up, just rolling up this priceless painting and tucking it loose inside his jacket. Yeah. Uh, well, he what says else are you going to do with it? There's not gonna a, make him... any option besides that. No, he couldn't get a tube or anything. Uh, it's he says this ought to make him crook of the month in Lawbreakers magazine, which little attempt at a joke Great. there. Good. Archie Comics, good job. <laughs> Very funny. You're trying your hardest. <laughs> um, he he's like smirking his way out of the building, and he's just like it, it, right in the front of the frame, and Valerie notices him, and she's like, "Hey, he just looked. He, that's the guy we saw in the painting earlier." Uh, and the curator's like, uh, we have no painting of a man who looks like that. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you do. And he's like, I know every painting. And then she's, they're like, we'll show you. And the guy's like, uh-oh, I've been had. And he starts running. 
They get over. Why did he do that? I feel like he could have waited for them to all together go look at that empty frame. Well, it's as they're going, he realizes that, like, they're on to him. Oh, okay. He's, like, hiding in another room and he hears them, like, oh, show, yeah, anyway. Mm -hmm. And then they get to the empty frame and they're like, it's an empty frame. And the curator's like, of course, the frame is what's on display. (laughs) (laughs) And then he turns and he's like, that's not supposed to be empty, though. And he realizes the Van Goof uh, has been stolen. God. Valerie is just like, the man in the frame must have stolen it. Yep, only conclusion you could have drawn. Only thing that makes sense. Meanwhile, I guess outside, Alex and Alan are standing there and they see the guy run out. And they also recognize him. But they don't think it's weird that a man that was in a painting is sprinting out of the building. The pussycats immediately run up and are like, he's a thief. And they're like, fuck. And then they all run off in search of the thief. They tackle him into a fountain, destroying the painting forever. (laughs) And the fountain. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... He He's escapes a glass fountain, into- also by Van Goof. <laughs> but it was it was one of his few glass works. He yeah. escapes into the African and Egyptian exhibits. Oh boy! And he's this is wild. He says, I'll throw a scare into them, and they'll grow up real fast. What? Well, because he's like idiot kids playing cops and robbers. But what he does is he throws a spear at Alex's fucking head. Oh my um, god! Which very narrowly misses him and digs into the wall. It's So he tries to murder one of them. Also, the spear's literally in a museum. Like, it's yeah. probably not meant to be thrown at boys. Destroys another artifact. Yeah. Uh, and then he runs up to... I'm... So... Is this the second instance of mummy case as opposed to fucking sarcophagus? You bet it is. Oh my god. They... Why? I don't... No, I don't <laughs> think that fuck? we knew what a sarcophagus was or something, but he says, I'll duck into this mummy case <laughs> and double back. When did that word come into like, I don't know. the fucking... <laughs> it's a mummy case or nothing, god damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyway... Uh, he opens it and finds out that, oh no, Melody's already hiding in it. What? <laughs> what the fuck, Melody? She, this is the wildest. She, like, she says, when it swings open and he's like, blah, she says, for mummies only, mister, you look more like the daddy type, which has different meaning nowadays. <laughs> and I was oh, like, God. damn, Melody. All right, girl. Um, <laughs> he runs away thinking that the mummy is alive when it's clearly a very blonde girl in a sweater and jeans. Why was she in there, though? I don't know. Like, <laughs> she got tired and needed a nap, I guess. And What the fuck, Melody? Uh, and then he bumps into Valerie, <laughs> who's like wearing a big African ceremonial mask. And like, why, Valerie? What is wrong with you people? <sighs> I don't know. That's and, also an artifact. I know. And she like roars, and he drops the oh my the God. painting, um, and hides under a table. And he's like, "Oh shit, I dropped my painting." And then, like, very clearly, Valerie like like plants the painting like she switches it out and he picks it up 
And then it just smash cuts to the curator being like, you got my Van Goof back. And it's all cut up, though. Yeah, it's been kids. cut out of the frame. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, and they explain that Valerie switched the paintings. We see back in his hovel, which they decided to add the detail that he lives in a hovel. Great. The thief holds up a pussycats poster and talks about how he'll be laughed out of the underworld if this gets to Lawbreakers magazine. And that's the end. You know, I don't really think of art thieves as being like destitute criminals. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a pretty high-end kind of crime. Yeah, usually. It's like, like a white-collar crime or something. Or there's a... I think there was, like, the most successful art thief in the world was, like, a janitor, but the reason he was the most successful is because he never fucking sold the paintings. <laughs> he oh, just yeah. really liked the art and just yeah. kept them in his house for, like, 50 years. Just the goldfinch over here. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good fucking book, dude. <laughs> yeah, it Did is. Did you watch the show or the movie or whatever? Uh, no. Yeah, I didn't have any interest in it. Um, okay. I, I do have some, like, what what the fuck, Melody and Valerie... Why yeah. you climbing into exhibits and shit? I don't what? know, man. That's a common theme in like Archie comics. They're always like just like climbing on like priceless artifacts and shit. I mean, there's that whole. <laughs> Isn't there literally like a Veronica tr- abroad where she fucking climbs Chichen Itza and then that white lady just got like kicked out of Peru for doing that or something? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like that literally <laughs> just happened. Some white lady got like. Find for climbing Chichen Itza or the temple, the temple of the sun. I think it was. Yeah. No. Yeah. Veronica definitely climbed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With uh, Madame Smitty or Lady, whatever, Lady Smitty, Darkness Smitbone the Fourth or whatever <laughs> yeah. I called her. Yep. I have it here. Anyway. Um. Okay. So Smitty Yeberman Jinkster. <laughs> Where were you meant to? Okay. He was number one. <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Uh, okay. So before we wrap up, I have. One last whack-ass comic that I just wanted to... I just want to read to you. We just got to share it. I just got to share it. It's like four pages long. Okay. All right. So this is script by... I'm giving you the credits first so we can just... Yeah, I don't have to break the immersion of this comic. Perfect. This is script by George Gladier. Art by Hi Eisman. Oh. I know. I don't get that one much. And letters by... Who else? Bill Yoshida. Our Bill. Fucking Bill. Big Bill Yoshida. Oh, fuck! (laughs) All right. Um, This is Betty's Manual, The Care and Training of Pet Dogs and Pet Boyfriends. Fuck. Pet dogs come in many sizes and shapes. I see a bunch of little little dogs. Uh Uh-huh. And so do pet boyfriends. And then there's Uh Dilton, Moose, and Archie. Okay, hang on. I do need to show you the cover of her manual, which is hot Betty holding hot dog on a leash and Archie on a leash, who's sitting much like hot dog is. Crouched with his hands on the ground. He also looks really happy with it. Yeah, vacant expression, big smile. All right. Pet dogs like to eat and eat and eat. And so do pet boyfriends. <laughs> and it shows two boys going crazy and with their heads in a fridge. It's got the classic string of sausages busting out of the <laughs> fridge, too. God, I gotta get more sausage strings know, to keep man. around my house. 
Those are never busted out of my fridge. It also gives the caution that pet boyfriends know how to get at the main food supply. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, a pet dog has to be taught to stay and not to roam. This is especially true of a pet boyfriend, where mm-hmm. Archie's on all fours, like in a point stance at a girl oh on the beach. God. Great. Hang on, hang on. Is there a giant beach ball floating in the ocean behind her? See if you can see a giant beach ball floating in the ocean behind her. It does look like that. We'll post a picture of that. Huh. Um, Your pet dog will want to be petted and praised. Your pet boyfriend will also want to know he's top dog. And it's Archie, like, clinging to Betty on a bench. (laughs) Pet dogs need encouragement to perform tricks and stunts. Pet boyfriends never need encouragement. And Archie and Reggie are doing the most awkward handstands in the world. <laughs> oh my god, their butts are sticking out. Their butts out. are sticking out so much, and their heads are at <laughs> angles I don't think heads should be at. <laughs> no. no, imagine if they were standing on the ground. <laughs> yeah. and their heads were it be at wild. that angle. It would be like fully bent backwards. Yeah. It's like, it's, the bent neck it's like lady your head over bent here. back at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> It's intense. Um, Pet dogs have a tendency to be easily distracted. Pet boyfriends are also easily distracted. You can see the pattern in this comment. I was going to say, is there any difference between your pet dog and your pet boyfriend? Uh, Except for the fact that they never need encouragement. Mm -hmm. There doesn't seem to be any differences. Uh, Pet boyfriends are distracted. We see Archie sitting. Betty is sitting on his lap, and they're like clearly making out, but he's looking at the football game on the TV. Oh, Archie. Pet dogs like to go after mailmen. <laughs> it's just a really bad drawing of a dog here. Pet boyfriends, <laughs> pet boyfriends like to go after other pet boyfriends, and it's which sounds weird, but it's Moose chasing Reggie away from Midge until uh... it sounds like your boyfriends are fucking each other. <laughs> um, contrary to what fathers think, pet boyfriends are not homeless strays. But sometimes pet boyfriends have to be encouraged to go home. And it's like Archie's chatting to Betty too late. And then it shows Uh Archie literally getting thrown out of the house by Hal. And then Hal kicks a dog into the alley also. (laughs) Yep. A very small puppy. (laughs) If your pet boyfriend persists in straying and we see Archie and Betty going for a jog... And it's very good color coding because uh, Betty's in a red tracksuit and Archie's in a blue tracksuit and Veronica's running past them in a blue tracksuit and he's doing a U-turn to follow her in the matching blue tracksuit. And then it says, put him in the doghouse where he belongs. And it (laughs) literally has Archie in a doghouse with a sad looking hound named Poopsie. Um, Who's which, Poopsie? The, the hound, Megan. That? I don't know, Betty. She has like 12 dogs throughout the course of this <laughs> comic. She, she's interacting with so many different dogs. There's one named Tiny. There's a bulldog. <laughs> okay. Uh, the final just panel is... hit him in the face with a swat rolled up newspaper. Dude, this last panel is not far off. <laughs> However properly trained, pet dogs and pet boyfriends will bring you many hours of companionship and joy. And the last panel has Betty sitting on the couch holding a slice of pizza out to Archie, who's like on the ground begging for the pizza. Oh my god. 
It's 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 weird, man. Like it's a weird Some image. Real puppy play going on here, and buddy. That's it. There you go. That's great. In case you need to know how to take you care of your boyfriend a bit or of dog. Betty's kinks. Yeah, um, for real. They haven't gotten into costumes yet. They're working their way up. Well, to they that. can't afford that. That's pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, I know you. You could just buy a mascot Archie costume. Never has any money. That's true. There's no way you can afford a, a good fur suit. No. Uh, well, on that discussion of Archie being a furry, uh, we can begin some of our wrap up today. Yes. Um, before we get into our admin, do you have a recommendation, Meg? I, can... I sure do. Hell yeah! What do you got for us? All right, I picked up some games during the Steam sale recently. I'm also going to recommend a game. <sighs> nice. I just finished, I'll say in quote marks, quote marks, I got to the end credits of Immortality, which is the new Sam Barlow FMV game, um, full motion video. Yes, you were telling me. For those who are unfamiliar, this game is a masterpiece. Mm. I am a huge fan of Sam Barlow. I love FMV games in general. They're historically pretty like wacky and and dorky and they predate like computer graphics in a lot of ways um it's really really cool but what sam barlow has done with the media medium is he's really elevated it to and and i i am a big fan of like games as a storytelling mechanic too so if you're looking for like some hardcore game mechanics this is not it but it is a beautiful piece of art it's a beautiful story and, you know, his first game, Telling Lies, mm-hmm. not Telling Lies, his first game, Her Story, I really mm. loved. Mm. Telling Lies was the second, which I think had some mechanical issues. It was a good story. I still enjoyed it. Her Story was kind of a breakout for him, right? Yes. That and one it was, was amazing. Big. Yeah. Um, this one knocks them all out of the park. Like, it is phenomenal. So the story is that you, there is an actress, Marissa Marcel, who sort of disappeared um, mm-hmm. And you have access to a database of her her archived works. So it's a bunch of film clips from her three movies that were never released, as well as some like behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. and some like promotional footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get access to this database that you don't have all the footage unlocked, so you have to sort of find it as you go through. Mm-hmm. I will put a content warning on this. Okay. It is adult themed. Gotcha. Um, and there are some kind of shocking moments. So there is a good content warning in the game itself. I'm sure you could look one up too. I don't want to give away any spoilers. Fair. Um, and there's a lot of sex in it, which, um, not necessarily content warning, but just, yeah, <laughs> it's a content warning, but for maybe don't play it at work or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not a trigger warning. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's an amazing game. I definitely am going to be playing it a lot more to try and unlock more secrets and figure out more bits and pieces that I missed. Oh, yeah. um, but I cannot recommend it enough. It is just beautiful, beautifully filmed, and the way. So there's these three different films. One mm-hmm. is from '68, one is like '72, and one is '99. Okay. So they're very much in the style of those eras, different kinds of movies. So you're Figuring out the plot of each of those movies, yeah, how they all connect together, the actors within the characters, and the actress in this lead role just, I can't even imagine the like layers of performance she was putting into this, but yeah, the quality is off the charts. So, Immortality by Sam Barlow. Hell yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that was Immortality by Sam Barlow? Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Okay. 
Uh, well, I actually, I was going to, I'll make a quick recommendation, but I actually remember the thing I was uh, thinking about like a week ago that I really wanted to recommend to this. The first yeah. quick recommendation is the board game Hues and Cues. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. H-U-E-S and C-U-E-S is the name. It's an amazing color-based board game. Um, <laughs> not good if you're colorblind, <laughs> but super fun oh, game um, and amazing with color theory. But what I'm actually going to recommend is uh, the novel Little Fuzzy by H. Beam Piper. Um, I recognize that this book probably is not like super available, but I'm sure you could find an ebook of it somewhere. Or if you can get like a physical copy, I always recommend physical copies over ebooks because uh, that's how I work. Um, but it is this amazing, super short, it's like 200 and some pages, uh, little sci fi fiction novel from the 60s um and i remember when i was like like 10 or 11 our dad gave it to us and was just like this was a phase in my life when i was obsessed with ewoks from star wars and specifically killing them for reasons that i don't remember um but my dad gave me this book and he said you know this book is probably a big inspiration for Ewoks as characters. Um, And I took it and it sat on my bookshelf for like five years. And then in college, I read it and I was just completely blown away by it. It It's one of my favorite little super quick sci-fi books. Um, And it's just about this guy. I can't remember his name, the main character, but he is this kind of, he's a miner kind of like thinking back to the gold rush days on a planet uh, that is owned by a company. It's this planet called Zarathustra. And he's just kind of putting in the hours. He has like his little claim where he digs for like these rare crystals that he can sell. It's a very simple like man existing on the edge of the world kind of story. And it's brilliantly written. I love the main character so much. And it's this beautiful book about nature, the uh, what it means to be like human and sapient which is something that's becoming more and more relevant with ai these days and like what deserves to be respected as like a sentient sapient creature because he completely accidentally finds these little dudes they're like two foot tall little fuzzy boys that no one has ever seen before on this planet and he starts to realize that these things are sentient and sapient. And the conflict comes in because the corporation that owns the planet can only own it because there's no sapient creatures registered as living on it. And so they have a motivation to wipe out these creatures so that they can keep owning the planet and exploiting it for resources while Mm. our main character is fighting to get them recognized as their own sapient species and get this corporation the fuck out of this planet which it's an awesome story and there's like it does some of the best stuff of classic sci-fi where it gets into like the methodology of like okay are these guys sapient like yeah you know do they have a language do they have a this or that um it's really cool it's very well written it's a very interesting world and uh I don't know, universe that he's built. And it's just a it's just a great little read that's very anti corporate and very pro environment. And like nice. I loved it. And I uh have been working on a short story or novella recently that 
pulls a lot from it. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend Little Fuzzy by H. Beam Piper. Wonderful. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, that will just about do us for the Riverdale High AV Club. Um, as always, you can find everything we do at our website, RiverdaleHighAV.club. It's got links to our social media, which includes our Twitter and our Instagram, as well as our email and our pod chaser on there. So if you feel yep. like checking out any of those, we would highly appreciate it. And we always love hearing from you guys on any of those platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like it, check out our Patreon. We've got a few different tiers that we're going to be get getting back to updating very soon once the holidays are over i'm sure megan and i have a lot of shit going on right now between work and just the holidays we're recording Mm -hmm. this before christmas uh so that'll give you some context but we will definitely be getting back to that soon probably with the it cast we were talking about (laughs) or something similar uh so please if you if you can and if you feel like it highly appreciated we just um, love hearing from you guys, so any way you want to reach out that's, would make our day. That's the big takeaway from this. Like, we we always, like, if you can, cool, but more so than anything, we, we just know love knowing that there are people out there who appreciate what we do and like what we do, um, so any way you feel like expressing that, we appreciate, but, you know, no, nothing necessary. We're not going to force you guys to. We're not going to say you don't love us if you don't. I, I'll say that, but um, no, <laughs> I say no that. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so I think that's pretty much it. Um, you can check out my medium. I'll have links to that and our recommendations in the show description. But I can't think of anything else. Can you, Meg? Nope. Perfect. Well, without further ado, we hope you have a good new year. This has been the Riverdale High AV Club. I've been Ezra. And I've been Megan. And we will see you at the chocolate shop. Bye. Bye bye.